0: Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy.
1: And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife, we're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding.
0: We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Well, Bill, we're having one of our midnight conversations again, you and I. Last time we did this, we uh, worked up an appetite.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was so fun. You said you were craving in and out french fries.
0: (laughs) I was. And you indulged me.
1: (laughs) I said, let's do it. Let's put on our robes and head off and get some salty fries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so we did, and we we snuck out quietly to not wake our 20-year-old daughter, who's home for the summer, and... Then found out later when we came back that we did wake her. We should have taken her with us. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Uh, that was fun to have a little date, though. We felt like we were in college again.
0: It was yeah. We hadn't done that for thirty years. (laughs) Yeah. So it's fun to share those French fries with you and talk.
1: Yeah, it was fun to, um, as we often do, just to have these conversations. Obviously, we're night people and enjoy talking and sharing our hearts, listening to each other and uh, understanding one another's experiences, and how our day went, and what we're feeling, and empathizing with each other, and I'm so blessed to have you as a soul friend. Well, the
0: blessing's mine, too. That particular night, we were laying in bed, and weren't particularly tired, and so we just began to kind of process our day, sharing our thoughts and feelings and experiences, and then we try to integrate that, a rhythm of play and processing, spiritual conversations, and Being able to really share our lives and our experiences is really helpful.
1: Yeah, and so this seemed like it'd be the best Soul Talks this week. Talk about play and process.
0: Yeah. Last week we had a few hours to play before a a family gathering. We had gone to Arizona to celebrate your aunt's 80th birthday. And Mm -hmm. we had an afternoon before that, and somebody recommended we go to Sedona. So we spontaneously did that and found a great hike to do there together. And as we were enjoying God's beauty together there, we enjoyed some spiritual conversation.
1: I'd love to be spontaneous with you. You know, that was just really fun and freeing to just Mm -hmm. pick up and drive to Sedona. It was a couple hours. It was a pretty easy drive. And then we had, you know, most of a day there and took that great hike along the the West Fork River there. You know, it was really hot in Phoenix, like 110 (laughs) degrees, and so it was cooler up higher in Sedona and just so much beauty there. Mm,
0: Yeah, and that... Hike had us cross the stream crossings, you know, 12 or 13 times. And Mm -hmm. that was fun, too, to be close to the water. And it's kind of like life, our journey of life, you know, Mm -hmm. it brings us to these crossings. And we kind of have to figure out how to navigate our way across.
1: I love the gentle sound of the stream flowing. It just really draws me into the Lord's presence, makes me think of Scripture verses like in Psalm 46. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Mm-hmm. The holy place where the Most High dwells. I feel like God's presence when so I'm around streams and rivers. Mm-hmm.
0: And his beauty there, making His glorious beauty, made manifest to us in His creation. So We looked at the strong rock walls we were hiking between, mm-hmm. this creek that the water had cut this deep valley over time, and the beauty of the red rock walls and then the vibrant blue sky and the clouds.
1: I love it when you look at a canyon wall and then in a crevice, there's a tree growing out. It's like, mm. oh my gosh, God cares for that tree. It doesn't look yeah. like a very hospitable environment, but there it is growing, you know, rooting into the rock and flourishing, growing up green and surviving the winds. And
0: it was good. And we had a good spacious amount of time. We walked for almost four hours. So we were meditating on scripture and enjoying the silence of that time and the sound of the water then on our way back, as we were nearing the end, I started to share with you something that I'd read on the plane that day from Conversations Journal about a community in England and how they practice a rhythm of life, a rule of life together. And it listed, I think, maybe seven of their rules, their rule of life that they practice together. And there was one in particular that I wanted to kind of talk with you and process with you about as we were playing together in nature that afternoon.
1: Yeah. What was that rule? I think that the monk said that it was something like that we would never speak anything negative or bad about another person. And a, a way to not do that would be when you're talking with somebody else to not say something about that other person that you wouldn't say to that person's face.
0: Yeah. That was a rule that yeah. they would in the community wouldn't say anything about someone that they wouldn't say to the person's face.
1: Yeah. And at it, it first you would just hear that and think, well, wow, that's, that would be really hard maybe because, you know, we can slip into a lot of talking about other people and maybe we don't think we're gossiping or slandering, but it's easy to slide into that.
0: It is. It's even easy to use talking about another person as a form of kind of false intimacy. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how to talk to you about you, but let's talk about this other person that we both know and maybe we'll feel close.
1: Right. Instead of being vulnerable, Mm with you about how I feel or what I'm struggling with, what I need to talk about somebody else. And then we can sort of agree on something that's interesting or weird or that we don't like about that person or whatever. And so then we feel we close kind of bond over that. Yeah, It's not a real closeness. Mm-mm. It's not authentic. Right. Yeah. And so, it's not healthy. you know, the Bible has a lot to say about this, actually just one example of Ephesians four, Paul says in verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. and Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. It's a scary thought to think that You know, our words, when we're negative or judgmental about other people, would grieve God's Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and would be harmful to those people, even though they don't know what we've said.
0: Yeah, well, I can try to understand that when I think about if one of our children is saying something about another one of our children that I love, it hurts me to hear it. And so I'm sure God feels that way. and. Certainly, Scripture admonishes us that if we have, you know, something against our brother or sister, you know, to go to them directly and talk to them about it, that's healthy. And yet, the struggle I'm having with this rule as a law, then I'm afraid what I would do is that I would maybe shut down all of my emotions and maybe even go to a place of shame if I'm having a negative feeling or perception or experience with somebody.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we need to process how we feel. Yeah, so maybe we ought to explain what that word process means to us when we say that.
0: Well, I think one of the things that it means to me in that would be being honest, speaking the truth honestly about what I feel, and not doing that with the purpose of harming somebody or slandering them or accusing them or blaming them. But wanting to gain, if I'm processing with you out loud, wanting to gain your understanding, you helping me to understand what's going on within me that I would feel this way. Mm -hmm. What is it about me? Growing in my own self-awareness and awareness of maybe what I'm not conscious of that's my part.
1: Yeah, if we just think about our feelings, we're not very well going to understand them. We need to talk out how we feel with a safe friend or a counselor and that's how we begin to really become more aware. And by bringing our feelings into relationship with someone who has compassion for us, it helps us to feel accepted. And uh, so really processing in this way, talking out loud what we feel, we're working through these emotions. We're sort of getting underneath the surface to see what's really going on here. What does this mean to me? And what might this relate to in my life?
0: Well, and especially for extroverts like me, (laughs) I mean, I sometimes say I think out loud. Sometimes I'll say something and not even realize that that's what I felt until I have articulated it. Mm -hmm. And so it's very helpful for me to be able to explore my thoughts and my feelings and my perceptions in words with you. Because as I'm trying to articulate it to you, I'm coming to a greater understanding myself. When I can even catch myself and correct myself and kind of say, oh, no, I don't really mean that. Or, ooh, you know what? That's my sin. I need to take responsibility mm-hmm. for that piece.
1: Yeah. back in the 1800s when Sigmund Freud invented psychotherapy, he called it the talking cure. <laughs> uh, and yeah. That's the way it works, not only in therapy, but in a good soul friendship. It's when we are verbalizing The things that we're experiencing in our life, our questions, our concerns, our struggles, our hurts, our fears, uh, confessing our sins. all As we put these things out loud to someone who's listening with interest and with attentiveness and with compassion, it's curative for us. Mm -hmm. It's cathartic. It it Mm -hmm. helps us to get more grounded and to really feel cared for and alive.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it helps me if I can process with you my thoughts and feelings and perceptions and desires before I'm going to be with somebody. I'm going to go talk to them face to face. Right. Say to them what I'm going to say. A
1: conflict Uh or a stress point.
0: I'm going to be able to speak that truth in a more loving way, in a more helpful way, in a way where I'm more able to own my issues in it than if I hadn't processed it first.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the things that distinguishes what it means to process in a healthy and godly way is what we're talking about here is sharing our emotions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, when we use the word feelings, we don't mean like opinions, right? Cause if we're sharing our opinions about somebody else, we digress into slander and being judgmental and putting somebody down in a way that's harmful to that person. And then we're getting into that false gossipy closeness. That's not true. Authentic intimacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the other thing I think we've experienced in our relationship is there's been a time when we have each different time shared maybe some negative feelings about somebody else, maybe even crossing over to a judgment of them. And the other one has been able to say, no, I really think you're misperceiving them there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's right. I think what they mean is this. And then we're kind of able to say, oh, you're right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the way I need to think of it or that's the way I need to perceive it. That's helpful.
1: Thank you. Well, sometimes I don't realize the sin of judgment is in me until I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it can be helpful because I can catch myself and as I often do and say, you know, I really don't, uh, I'm sorry for that. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what I mean. I don't want to go down that path.
0: Yeah. And I think the other form of process in this area is sometimes there's a lamenting, you know, there's a grief about a relationship in somebody else's words to us or actions to us that is a part of the process of forgiveness.
1: Yeah. And if we don't get that out, we don't verbalize that to someone who's safe, someone who keeps a confidence, it festers inside and Mm -hmm. that will lead to a resentment or maybe distancing ourselves from that person in a way that would be hurtful to the relationship. So yeah, it's really important that we talk this out and so grateful that we do that with each other.
0: So honey, why wouldn't I go to that person and lament or grieve to them what I'm feeling.
1: Yeah, well, I think it depends on the relationship. And when there's a trust and a closeness there and a context for an authentic and deepening relationship, we want to do that. Mm -hmm. But if we're not feeling safe because of criticism or harshness or we just don't have the context for that kind of honesty or uh, the context for that kind of intimacy, then Mm -hmm. we maybe need to be careful about bringing it up. Mm -hmm. And... Be careful about being the person to say, well, I'm going to you know, correct this person and give them this feedback. And well, yeah, I mean, people need truthful feedback, but they need to be receptive to it, too. So if they're not open to receiving it and not asking for it, it's just going to come across to them in a way that's harmful and it's not going to be loving.
0: Yeah, if it's something that I share that really triggers their defense mechanisms and they become defensive, it can actually make things worse.
1: Yeah, so the point here is that we need someone safe to talk to mm-hmm. who's a good listener, that we can talk out loud our thoughts and our feelings and get understanding about what's going on and come to a place of perspective and, and calmness, and that helps us in all of life and in all of our relationships.
0: So it's it's still a good rule that this community is practicing in terms of aiming for and using as a protection, not saying anything about somebody else in the community that you wouldn't say to themselves. But we need to be careful because if that's keeping us from a healthy process of accountability, of sharing, of a forgiveness process, like we're talking about, that wouldn't be healthy. And so we talked about, well, maybe we could apply that rule more to our life by saying, except as we're using it in spiritual direction, counseling. Spiritual friendship with a confidant who's there to help us with our own process in holiness.
1: Yeah, it makes life so much more meaningful as we do it together with authenticity and vulnerability. And, you know, this might not sound like playful stuff here, mm-hmm. but that's the point of this conversation is that we want to be balancing, processing real life things. Mm-hmm. And supporting each other, but also being playful yeah. and having fun together and being spontaneous. And I think that while some of these conversations might be painful or, or difficult, stressful that we're processing, as we work those things through, it really opens us up yes. to have more fun and, and just more joy in life.
0: It really does. Yeah. And It enables us to be able to relax and get back to our place of praising the Lord and enjoying His presence.
1: I mean, if we weren't processing the other night together, we wouldn't have gone out and gotten the French fries.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's something
1: I'm really thankful for about you, honey, is that over the years, you know, since the beginning of our marriage, when we've had date nights together, often we've kept it really simple and just had time together to talk. And that's just been so enriching over the years to grow closer and closer as we just share the things that are going on in our life with Jesus and the kingdom of God and what we're learning and what we're struggling with. And it's just so good to have your listening and compassion.
0: Thanks. And yours, too. And I was so grateful that you didn't judge me for wanting to eat french fries at one am in the morning.
1: I was excited about it.
0: Oh, that was fun for me.
1: I'm looking forward to the next time we might do that. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so I hope that our listeners can take to heart our message here and this summer find some times to play, be spontaneous. It's You know, we, we go on vacation hopefully in the summertime, and that's one way that we play. But also it's the little things, you know, the things that are unexpected that come along during a day or just something out of the ordinary that we, well, let's do it. Let's have fun. And uh, I think that we hopefully have uh, this summer might have some more space for these conversations and lingering walks and times by rivers and lakes and oceans and hanging out and having some soul talk.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that you love to play with us and that you're always there to let us process in prayer our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. You're responsive to us. So I do pray, Lord, for each of us listening in today that you would provide these opportunities of healthy and joyful play in your beautiful world and some good, healthy processing to get free of negative emotions and to help us to love those you've put in our lives. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier.
1: We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke.
0: Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.